All right, guys, welcome back to Tradio Podcast, brought to you, of course, by Trade Tools. Now, again, we'd like to uh, hear what you guys want to know about, so uh, you can let us know by email to tradio at tradetools.com or hit us up on the socials, and uh, I'd be chuffed if you hit that subscribe button to keep track of the latest episodes. For this episode, we have Maddie from Shoreside Plumbing here with us, and uh, we're going to have a chat about the transition from tradie to business owner and a bunch of other stuff. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy. Well, here we are, guys, uh, episode three of Tradio Podcast. So in the last episode, uh, we had the plumbing apprentice, Jimmy, and this is a good segue into this one because now we've had the apprentice and now we've got the, uh, the big dog. Of course. Oh, so we're going to go over some of the things about having, owning your own business and and uh, all that good stuff, guys. So uh, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Thanks, thanks. Um, my name's Matt. I own and run Shoreside Plumbing on the Gold Coast. We've been going for probably just on or just under five years. Family owned and operated business, which is great. Um, I do feel sorry for my wife because there is very little family family time in there. Yeah, it is a lot yeah. of work-based stuff. And unfortunately for her, I get a lot of the credit. Yeah, right. So yeah. she does a lot of the behind the scenes work, but yeah. everyone's always like, geez, Matt's done so well. So unfortunately for her, it's a very, it's a very unsung hero job. Yeah, yeah. But um, she's cops it on the chin quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well credit to her, right? So uh, when, when did you get started in, uh, in the plumbing game? I didn't start my apprenticeship till I was 20, 26. Yeah. So I started a little bit late. Right. Um, I didn't finish high school. I dropped out halfway through year 11. Uh, I'm dyslexic, so I sort of struggled to read and write. Yep. So the last thing I wanted to do was, was go back to school. Of course, yeah. Um, but I left. I went and got a baker's apprenticeship. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah right. I worked for Baker's Delight. Ah, how long did you do that? <laughs> I was did that for about a year. Yeah, right. And then uh, it was time to go to TAFE, so I quit. Yeah. <laughs> and went and worked on cattle stations, breaking horses in. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I spent four and a half, four and a half, four, four and a half years on cattle stations. Yeah. So I was uh, out of Julia Creek in Mount Isa for eight months, and then went from there to three hours east of Broome. Yeah, So okay, up right. on the Gib- uh, Gib River Road. Yeah. I was there for two years. And, then and that was all like and... breaking horses in. And... <clears throat> yeah, so I yeah. Rang, rang the guy about the job and he said, um, I come from Sydney originally, and he said, can you um, ride a horse? Yeah. No, not really. He goes, <laughs> okay, can you, can you work cattle? I said, boy, work them doing what? Yeah. He goes, oh, all right then. Um, what about fencing? Can you fence? And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like that there. So I'm, <laughs> fencing. <laughs> I'm like, what's this guy talking about? On guard. <laughs> and he's like, where are you calling from? I said, Sydney. He goes, oh, mate, well, look, if you're here in three days, you've got the job. If not, you don't. Yeah, right. So my parents were overseas. I rang him. I said, where's Mount Isa? So yeah. <laughs> I drooled on a map and said, why? I said, I've got a job there. And I jumped in the car, had my peas, and off I went. And Did you? Learned how to ride a horse and quick smart and in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually go out and catch Brumbies to break in? or No, what we, well, they used to, the first place I went was a bullock depot. So yeah. we used to just basically um, breed, breed bullocks. Yep. Um, right. And then the second one was, it was a farm where we, we sort of bred everything. We had our own breeding stock, so we'd break our own horses from our own breeding stock. Yes, okay. Um, and the start of every season, you'd all get a horse to break, and then you pretty much spend two weeks breaking that horse, and then it'd, it'd have to be working within two weeks. Right. Um, so what age do you start like breaking a horse in? Well, they're all different. Um, yeah, right. <clears throat> depends on where you work. Like what we did out there was a probably a little bit rougher and more fast paced. Yeah. Um, you yeah. speak to sort of people that use, I guess, horse riding or horses as, as a leisure. Yeah. Um, they, they start like, breaking them in pretty much straight away. Like they obviously don't yeah, start right. riding them 
but yep. always being around humans and that touch yep. and feel and stuff. Yep. The first horse I broke, she was old. She was nearly five. Yeah, okay. So right. she there was put me on my ass a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you decide to uh, actually go, you know... Get the train. Yeah. Yeah, well, I left working on cattle stations and then... Um, went to Canada for a year, um, did a bit of rodeo riding and snowboarding and stuff over did there. You? Yeah, yeah so that was good. And then thought oh, I'll come back and be a personal trainer. Oh, yeah, okay. So came right. back and got a job as a personal trainer and went and got my qualifications. and Jack of all trades, mate. <laughs> yeah, master of none. And yeah. then um, worked in a gym for a year. Yep. And then got a job on a cruise ship. Like, as a training. personal trainer on a cruise yeah, ship? Yeah, so I jumped on a cruise ship and spent two contracts. So the first contract was eight, right on eight months. And the second contract, I left about six months in. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just travelled the world, Caribbean. Oh, um, yeah. Columbia, Columbia, Costa Rica, up through the Panama Canal, up into Alaska. Far yeah. Was that as uh, was that as glamorous as it sounds? Um, it was one hundred percent commission based. Oh, um, right. So okay. before I actually went on cruise ships, if you had have told me you were one hundred percent commission based, I would have said, "No, nah, I'm not yeah. going." Yeah. But I'm kind of glad I didn't know until I was already there because then it kind of made me step up to the plate. Turned out I could talk a lot, so yeah. I did all right. <laughs> and that's where I met my wife. Me and my wife worked on the cruise ship together. Ah, there you go. And um, we just stayed, we were just friends. We weren't dating on the cruise ship, just stayed friends. And then, yeah, five years after we finished cruise ships, we ended up getting together and that's it. Yeah, cool. So when we came back from cruise ships, I um, thought, I guess it's time to have a career. I've sort of, I'm 26, I've ginned around enough and yeah. been around and tried everything. And so my mate had a plumbing business, so I rang him and said, oh, you can have a job. Yeah, right. Um, and he goes, oh, I'm not really looking for anyone, but I'll think about it. And then he rang me a couple of days. I said, oh, I'll put, I'll put you on if you want to come on. So, yeah, started my apprenticeship at 26. So that started as an apprenticeship, <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that under an adult apprenticeship thing? They didn't have it at the time. I missed it by a year. Ah, right. So I went from being a personal trainer on sort of 1200 bucks a week yeah. to a 26-year-old first-year apprentice on 220 bucks. Far out. With a V8 ute that took about 110 bucks <laughs> a week, $50 no. worth of tolls, so I had enough for a case of beer at the end of the week and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, yeah. Right. Good though, I mean, it was good to um, have had a life, I guess, at, yep. and then said at 26, all right, I want to go and do this now. Yeah. So I found I went to TAFE and a lot of people at TAFE were, were just kids, you For know, sure. so they didn't Absolutely. really care. They still thought it was funny to pick on the teacher and have a laugh, whereas yep. in, I was there to learn something. Yeah, that's so it was, right. So it was a very different relationship I had with my TAFE teachers than For I sure. obviously had with my, my, my school teachers. Yeah, yeah they would have enjoyed your uh, company a bit more, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 26. And um, how long did the apprenticeship take to uh, to finish off? Was it full four years? Or? Yeah, so it's four, it's four years. It's three years at TAFE. And the last year is just on the tools. Then you're a tradesman. In New South Wales, then you've got to do another two years of night TAFE yeah, right. to get your licence. So you cannot work for yourself unless you hold a contractor's licence. You can be a tradesman, but you cannot do the job unless you hold that contractor's right. licence. Yeah, okay. So in Sydney, it's, it's another two years of night TAFE. Yeah. Uh, in Queensland, currently, it's only a year. So I made the switch from Sydney to Queensland as a third year, so I was lucky enough just to do a year, not not, not two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's good, but in, at the same time, it's hard to work all day and then go sit in the classroom from sort of five to late at night, yep. two yeah. nights a week. So at this point in your life now, what do you, what do you love most about it? What are the, the perks of having done all that hard work? Yeah, I think, to be honest, when I left and went to cattle station to start with, it was always... Um, 
sort of sun up till sundown. Yep. You're always working. There was always something to do. And I've always been a, a, like a hard worker, but that sort of really sort of set me up to have a like get up and grind yeah. at, attitude, yep. which has sort of helped and, and propelled me to the position I'm in now. So, yep. I mean, I'll leave, some, like I'll leave here and I'll, I'll no doubt through this, you know, chat, I'll get two or three jobs come in, yeah, which right. I will schedule and go straight to or get someone to get to. Yeah. Um, whereas I found a lot of <clears throat> my mates that own businesses, It'll, it'll come to three or four in the afternoon. I go, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. But yep. someone else will get it. Where having that background is always, there's something to do. It's, it's, it's giving me so that drive to keep, keep going. Yeah. So you do have employees? Yeah, we've got, um, currently there's two full-time employees. Mm. Myself and we use up to four subbies. Ah, yes. Yep. Okay, right. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, the beauty of the subbie is they do their own work and then they fill in when the, when we need them. Yeah. Again, it, it's... Catherine too, they might also be busy, so you can't use them. But it's yeah, it's, it's a good way to obviously get jobs done without having that full-time employee. We got to find that work yeah, for all the for time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a, an apprentice on? Or we've got apprentice. We've got a oh, third right. year at the moment. So um, it's trials and tribulations with them. Yeah. But um, what's he done? He's lost, smashed two iPads and crashed the Ute. So oh, he's, no. he's lucky to still be around. <laughs> but, uh, no, he's, he's actually come into his own the last couple of weeks. He's really sort of starting to shine, which is it's good. It's yep. good to see him. Um, to, I guess the the penny start to to drop. You know, yep. That's, yep. things are starting to align from it starts to work. Yeah, um, cool. Which is good. They're very very hard to have an apprentice especially we're a maintenance-based company. Yeah, right. Um, yep. No one wants to pay for that apprentice to stand there and watch you. Yeah, absolutely, for So sure. if I'm coming to do a job at your house, you don't want to pay for that apprentice to stand there, but that apprentice needs to learn somewhere. Yeah. But then for the tradesmen employing them or the business owner, they're like, well, if you're not doing anything, we also don't want him to pay and stand there. Yeah, like, yeah it's a tricky one, I We're trying to teach him so it takes us that bit longer, but then we lose the money because we're paying him. So yep. if we're $80 an hour, we're paying him 20 yeah, now we're sixty. So do we do we do it or do we don't do it? It's a real catch twenty two, and I think a lot of the young guys coming through really need to flag that that they want the job and that they're worthwhile having. From my experience, remembering back when I was doing my chippy apprenticeship, and um, and I was pretty like really naive to the whole world of the you know the money side of jobs. I ju- I guess at that age I assumed that the the builder and and bosses were just well off. They all had heaps of money and. And my little wage didn't really come into factor much, but once you you know you start growing up and being more aware of the money side of things, and you realise that every every cent is so important, eh? And oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's coming from a, a plumber to a business owner. Yeah, it's you've got to keep those things in mind. You know, yeah. there's a lot of guys, and you know, I've done it in the past where you do the job and then something goes wrong or something blows out and it takes longer. And then once you actually sit down and work it out, you're like, I didn't make anything. I've done sure. all that work. Yeah. I've got all these overheads, all this stress, all this worry for nothing, yeah. you know? And then you've got to really start starting to fine tune. And it's, I guess it's that old saying, you know, prepare to fail, what is it? Uh, um, what is it? That bad boy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, another one you're talking about. <laughs> so, as a like, you're a business owner now. How long have you? Has that been your title? I guess it's a bit of a catch twenty two. I, I believe there's two things in in a business or or in the tradie world. You can be a plumber yeah. and have a plumbing business. Yeah. And call it what you like. <clears throat> have your banner. Have your logo. Have your uniforms. And just be cruising around by yourself. So it's just just you, your dog in the back, whatever the case may be, and you just poke along. You're one man band. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Is that how you started but, back at the? Yep, yeah. yep. But then I guess you, you you need to make that decision. Do you want to? Is that what you want to do the whole time, or do you want to have a business where people work for you, 
and you end up running all those jobs. If you still want to be on the tools, then you need to get someone else in to run those jobs. Yep. Or you step back off the tools and start you know, so planning and running. So you sort of running. constructed in a way with your absence in mind in the Correct. future. Yeah, righto. For me, like a lot of people say to us now, oh, you know, you've, you're doing well, you've come so far, or, you know, is that what the business has made? That's amazing. Yeah. And look, it is exciting. I do find it good. But yep. in my head, uh, I, one of my boys said to me, or one of my plumbers said to me one day, oh, do you feel successful? Yeah. Because he looks at obviously what we've got and where we're at. And I sort of said, no. Yeah. And he goes, right what, what do you mean? And for me... Pretty, uh, pretty complicated question, that Yeah. yeah. I, I said, for me, I will feel successful when this business runs without me here. Yeah, for I can sure. go away, go snowboarding in New Zealand. I don't get a phone call. Nobody yeah. misses me. Yeah, and there's money going into my bank account. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good way. To that's def- when I'll feel successful. Success, <laughs> for sure. But everyone's going to be different. You yeah, know what I mean? Yep. Especially in obviously the, the social media world these days. You know, yep. some people just find you know, will define success as having two thousand followers yeah, or yeah. Yep, you know five yep. k or yep. I got this many likes. Yep. You know, and I did a um, <clears throat> I did a recording the other day, which we'll, we'll probably post shortly, and it's it's it basically it is touching on that topic of just run your own race. Yeah. Like, yep. who cares who's following you? Who cares how many likes you get? Yeah. You know, obviously. For sure. Keep an idea of what's going on in the world, but Try it's not, not the be or an end or Focus on on um, that instant result. gratification. Yeah, for sure. That, and that's a, that's on. a huge thing at the moment, especially for the uh, younger generation. Oh, you can see it. And the trade world is yeah. blowing up. Like yeah, every second is. trader is tagging, posting, sharing, smiling, yep. which is good. But we still have a job to do. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Just thought I'd jump in here real quick, guys, to tell you a couple of things about our Renegade Industrial Air Compressors. So they're manufactured right here in sunny Queensland. We've been uh, proudly making them since way back in the 80s. In fact, the very first compressor made still works and sits proudly here in our head office. So when you buy Renegade Industrial Air Compressors, you're buying long-lasting reliability. Anyhow, back to the podcast. So are there? Is there any... Um specifics about what you do now are there any things you dislike about it any things that you're trying to sort of change at the moment or yeah we what i found when i first started the business you ring me i go yeah you ring yep i'm already there yeah before right. i've even discussed money time frames i'm at your front door smiling what do you want done i've found it and it's it's just the general public is or anyone, I guess, it's having that lines of communication open and clear so that you can qualify your client to work for you. Okay, right. Not you work for your client. Yeah, okay. Um, You know, I guess anyone can go buy a car. What car do you want? You know, they're all different prices, they're all different makes, models. True, yeah, So, um, And I found, you know, there's that many, not having to go at handymen, but there's that many handymen or, or cowboys or unlicensed people out there doing work. Yeah. Of course they're going to be cheaper. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, not licensed right. to yeah. do the trade. Yeah. So I found, you know, if people were just ringing me f- for a quote, <clears throat> is qualifying them for the quote. Who else is quoting it? What companies? Uh, what are right. we quoting on? Are we quoting apples for apples? And a lot of the time the client will go, I don't know what you mean. So yeah. Well, that's where we've got the issue. Yeah. And it's, it's not only qualifying the client to work for us, it's building that trust in the client that we are the plumbing company for you. Yeah, well, that's, that, I suppose that's uh, half the battle, trying to present yourself as the, the right choice and, you know, yeah. sort of inform them of why, why you are the, the right choice. Which... And plumbing's, plumbing's the easy part. It's dealing with people that's hard. Mm. You know, there's that yep. many and people being clients or people being staff. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, like you'll send the boys to a job and you, the client will say, he did this. And the, uh, yeah, the okay. plumber will go, 
No, I didn't. Yeah. And then you got two people going, well, do I believe my plumber or do I believe the client? I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to upset the client. Yeah. But then, do I trust my plumber? And has he done that in the past, or is he trying to cover something up, or yeah. or what's going on? Yeah, tricky. Uh, so it, you become just becomes more of a head game that, than plumbing. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, a bit of a minefield for um, <laughs> trying to trip tri- trap for young punters. Yeah. <laughs> once once you. <laughs> get to wherever you're going to in, in the business sort of sense. Uh, what are your plans then? Like, are you, are you planning to build it, get it good and then just kick back and? It's funny you say that, right? I was speaking to my wife the other week about it and I, I don't know, we, we currently work between 60 and 80 hours a week. Yeah, yeah. And I said to my wife, what did I do when I worked for someone and got home at four o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. Like, there were so many hours there in the afternoon. What did we do? Yeah. Like at the moment now, it's still nine o'clock at night. The kids have just gone down because they've been bed, fed, bathed. Yep. Then we start doing more paperwork or quoting or our alarm goes off at sort of 3.30 or four o'clock in the morning and we're fighting each other who gets to go to the gym first. Yeah, right. You know, because we're just trying to get fast, something done. Fast pace, <coughs> um, but part of me would like to go just set it up and then sort of wind down a bit yeah. uh, and then start to live. Like in my head, the goal was five to 10 years to get the business running itself. Yeah. That will give me time that, you know, my kids hitting end of grade school into high school. <coughs> I can start making all these footy matches or soccer match or whatever yeah. he wants to, whatever he's playing and I'll have time for the kids then. Yeah. Um, admittedly, it's going to be hard to slow down if I'm used to grinding like I'm grinding. True. But something's got to give. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. I can't keep going like this forever. So, yeah. you know, and, and and end game in mind is you know obviously pay everything else, pay our houses off, sort of own everything, and then yeah. Yeah. and then try and live a bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah cool. I'm yet to start living. <laughs> I might die before any of that comes to fruition. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even uh, I haven't done any travelling or anything yet. Oh, haven't you? Mm-mm. No, that's uh, that's my goal, sort of do a bit of travelling. The kids are at an age now where that's becoming an option again. Yeah. The last five years, it just hasn't been an option. I. Yeah. How many uh, kids? So two kids I got. Yeah. Yep. Boy uh, girl. Yep. Boy oh, girl. pigeon pair. Yep. That's it. Done. And that's done, mate. Done. done. Sniff him up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's the next step. Yeah. I'll I, I did that the other month actually. Did you? Snipped him up. Yep. Yep. A lot of work, eh? The little little tackers. What it's have you, you just got one? Two, two, two. boy, girl. Boy, girl, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, which, um, which one's older? The boy. Yeah, right. So we've got a four-year-old boy. Yeah. I was turning four in a couple of weeks. Not in a couple of weeks, but in next week. And then my girl's nearly six months, or just over six months. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so it's, that's, that was when we started the business. That was, our, that was our hardest thing on our relationship was my wife was pregnant. Yeah. There was no, no definite income. Yeah, for and, sure. And you're going to go out on your own and start a business when you've got a mortgage, a house, a pregnant wife at home. Yeah. Like, risk. are you a madman? Seems like a big risk, aren't you? But yeah. So a six-month-old, eh? Hey? Hard work at that age, mate. <laughs> yeah, again, I've got to take my hat off to my wife. She's, I'm pretty lazy in that respect. She's, Me too. Yeah, yeah she's, pretty, she's um, pretty good at it. If it was up to males to give birth and look after kids, humans would be extinct oh. a long time ago. My wife went to Melbourne the other week for a girls' weekend and she was obviously left a list of things to do. And yeah. She's, she's a gem. She would have been stressing, leaving. She, she <laughs> leaving. Both kids with me. Okay? Yeah. She even had the kids' clothes folded like, yeah, nappy, yeah. shirt, socks, yeah. each day that she was gone, three, oh, two days. And I said to her, 
It's all right, hun, they'll be alive when you get back. Yeah, she's like, alive? Probably. What do you mean alive? <laughs> well, as long as they're alive, I'm, I've done my job. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she just shakes her head. Well, you know, <clears throat> I think sometimes days I'll get a hard job and I'll go back home and I'll start doing some paperwork and I'll be in the house for five minutes and the kids will be screaming or kicking balls or running around. Yeah. I'm like... It's chaotic, I'm, sh- oh. I'm sure there's a job I have to go to. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah, chaos. But chaos you couldn't live without. <laughs> True that. Yeah. True that. So, um... Do you have any tips for people sort of wanting to do the same thing to, you know, going from being a tradesman to actually starting and running their own business? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I, I actually get a lot of guys that come and work for me for a little bit <coughs> and then go out on their own. Yep. Um, and I actually quite enjoy helping them set it up and, and, and going through the process and explaining what I've done. And, to be honest, not that, that I'm any good or I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not sitting here going, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm all over it. Um, but I enjoy talking about the topic and basically making something that's yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Taking something from nothing to something. Yeah. And <clears throat> what I tell most of them is don't, don't snooker yourself. Don't say, okay, next Tuesday I'm starting my own business. Yeah. And then Tuesday comes and you wake up in the morning and go, all right, who's ringing me? Yeah. No, no one's rang me yet? Okay, maybe someone rang me a couple of minutes. No, no still hadn't rang yet. Yeah, right. It just doesn't happen. Like, just slowly build yep. yourself up, you know. Find your niche or find what you like and do what you like. Um, yeah, we okay. did lots of bathroom renovation works because I like it. Ah, right. You know I mean? I enjoy yep. doing it. If I go to a block drain and we're going to charge you 300 bucks to block your drain, yeah. you're a little bit annoyed because it was 300 bucks you didn't want to spend. You can't see anything for the money. Yeah, for sure. But when you get a bathroom renovation, you've been saving the money. Yeah. And it could be 10 grand, but you yeah. saved it, you're getting something fresh and nice and you're happy to give the money over because you're excited. Yeah. So, you know, pick something that you would like to do yeah. so it's not a chore because sure. when I set our business up, I was still working doing facial and gutter full time. Yeah. <clears throat> which is a meterage rate game. So you get paid per meter. So yep. the quicker I worked, the quicker I got out. Okay, yep. Um, and I would just start earlier. I employed someone to help me, a young girl, and she was, she was great. So yep. we'd both get, to get, get, get on site at, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And we'd be and setting up all our trestles and planks in the morning. Yep. Obviously, we can't do anything until 7, so we'd cut all our corners, lay everything out. Yep. As soon as 7 o'clock come, we're, we're, we're at it. it. So yep. we were packed up driving away at 10 most mornings. Yeah. You know, some trades that were running late would be getting to site and we're done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when that happened, I'd she would finish for the day or and then I would go home, swap utes and go plumbing. So yeah. I was still doing, I'd plumb till sort of eight, nine o'clock some night. So I was still doing a full day plumbing Yeah. plus my morning gig. So I knew regardless, I had the same money and yeah. done at 10. Yeah. And a lot of my mates were in there, in there trying to thought, well, like, oh, sick, you're done at 10, mate, just knock off. Yeah. You know, okay, have a surf, just chill. So that's sort of that, how you try and try and uh, change your way of thinking to to in order to build something, you have to you have to really want it. Yeah, want you got to want it. If you don't want it, don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to be honest, it's not for everyone. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of, especially for, say for for my wife, the poor thing, because of my dyslexia. Yeah. I can't do the paperwork side very well. Yeah. So yeah. she is running the office, at home, also doing the kids, yeah. doing all the housework, doing all the cooking, and I'm still ringing really on, have you sent this email off, have you double-checked that? Yeah. You know, we, we run the maintenance for every 7-Eleven from Kira to Nooseville to Toowoomba. Yeah, right. And at that time, 
most of it was me and two guys running around. Yeah, okay. Plus, we still had our full-time plumbing stuff on the coast. Far it out. was a lot going on, and I'd be to her all the time, Hunt, you need to send this invoice, you need to double-check this, have you sent this? Yeah. And then when I get home and look after the kids for five minutes, she comes home and I'm like, here, hold the kids, I need to go to the toilet. Yeah, She's yeah. like, what do you mean? I said, I haven't been able to do anything, I haven't got to go to the toilet. She's yeah. like, how do you expect me to do any of yeah. this? Yeah, so I suppose sort of... <laughs> Prep yourself for the for the hard yards and and if you expect it if you've got a partner it's a team effort yeah they've got to want it or understand that you want it enough to to push through those times or sit yep. back yeah like right. I've got mates that you know their their partners will be like oh you're still at work yeah okay well, yes yep I'm still at work and I if suppose you, sort of you you'd have to um to involve your partner you, she needs to know just as much as you nearly owe yep. about everything yeah that's that's a good point and it becomes very she it, or he I should say yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah touche um. It becomes very a, a team effort. If it's not a team effort, it's not going to work yeah. because some nights the, the, the phone will ring at 8 o'clock and we've just had dinner, finished dinner, kids are in bed. Yeah. We're about to sit down on the couch and just have a Fine, chat yeah. and, and it's our time to chill. Yeah. And the phone rings and I've got to go and, go and unblock a drain that's 20 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll look at me like, but this is our time, you know? Yeah. So I want to sit there too. I don't necessarily want to go do the job, yeah. but... I've married her, she's married me, and we've both married the business. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just, we both understand that to get where we want to do or achieve, even what we've done so far. Good sacrifices. Yeah. Like, a lot of our mates go, oh, guys, you're killing it, you've got this, or you've got that, or he's, he's but, moving here. Yeah, but, but it's not falling into your lap, are you? You're that's working right. For it, yeah. And they don't see yeah, those calls at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. They don't yeah. see that 3.30 get up. Yeah. All they see is the boat on the weekend yeah. or, or the house or yep, yep. the cars or stuff like that. But For sure. It ain't free. No, that's right. <laughs> Has that been the biggest sort of trial for you, owning the business, like you and the <coughs> missus and the family life? Or Yeah, I, to be honest, as, as my wife would call it, and then she'll laugh if she hears this episode, is it's the match show. Okay, yeah, yeah. She feels like she's part of the match. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. So if if I'm doing something, then I'm that I'm that zoned into what we're doing, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I'm working on it not being the match. <laughs> yeah. But if she wasn't as as flexible as she is with that sort of stuff, yeah, it, it wouldn't work. And yeah, I, okay. honestly, I see why people that start businesses do get divorced. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's hard. Yeah, for sure. You know, or you do a job and the builders hasn't been paid or this hasn't been done and, you know, you're sitting there waiting for 30 or 40 grand to come through. Yeah. And yeah, it's big money, eh? You're getting the runaround from every angle. Yeah. The kids need nappies. Yeah. You know, the rent needs to be paid yep. or whatever the case may be. It's, I can't go into Coles and say, oh, the builder hasn't paid me. I'll just, I'll pay you this next week. I think this year they're introducing uh, new laws to, to look out for construction. Like yeah, the, the QBVC, I've, I've actually got to look into it myself. I heard that as well. Yeah. We got done by a builder and I mean, it was six grand. I mean, it wasn't going to break us, but yeah. That's a, that's a holiday we're not having yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't even a builder. Oh, right. <clears throat> no, the okay. ch- cheeky bugger, all he did was got us all in, ran over the job. We all started doing the job, put the first bill in, yep, pay that, no worries. Yep. Set everybody up and then went to the owners, said, I'm going away for two weeks. Um, my wife needs a holiday, blah, 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 blah. I've ordered this amount of materials. It's all coming on Monday. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. The boys need to be paid for the two weeks. Yeah, So right. it comes to 60 grand. Yep. They gave him 60 grand cash. 
And he shot off. He shot off, didn't even go on holidays. Wow. I ended up finding him in a hairdressing salon and nearly punched yeah. the shit out of him. <laughs> how could, uh, for, you know, for anyone listening, how could have... A be avoided. Yeah. Trust your gut. As soon as I showed up on site and spoke to him and started asking him a few questions which he should have known. Yeah. He couldn't answer. Something I thought, felt off. something's not right here. Yeah. He paid the first bill. Yeah. Which sort of would relax you. So I just went, oh, okay, not a problem. Is there, I know you can check on like uh, tradies' licenses and (laughs) does that work for builders too? It would, wouldn't it? Well, the cheeky thing is, is this guy, once we looked him up, he's been jailed for it in South Australia. He's done it in every state in Australia. Like it's just... just a snake. Yeah, he's just an absolute dog. Yeah. But... He actually got one of my builders. He's just seen one of my builders drive past and saw his um, the, the builder's name yeah. and his, his builder's licence. Because yeah. a lot of tradies put it on their cars. Yeah, of course, yeah. So he's taken the initials and started his own business with his initials on that guy's licence. That number? No way. So my mate was getting called, the builder's getting called, going, oh, when are you going to send such and such back to finish his job? I've paid him for, I paid you five grand, I paid you ten grand. He's like, what are you talking about? No way. And then the... So I end up going to the QBBC and his mum mate's like, I've never done work for these people. Who are you talking about? And then they traced it back and he goes, I said, is it this guy? And he goes, oh my God, it is too. I'm like, yeah. Far so out. Try and be aware of A lot of what I do, for, yeah, for a lot young guys starting out, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Mm. Um, and if you have a, not necessarily a builder, but if you have someone that wants to employ your services, and I do this for a lot of our builders, and not having our builders, just using it as an example. Yeah. If a builder rings me and says, oh look, we've got this job coming up, um, can you quote it? Yeah. I always say, not a problem at all, where's your plumber that you normally use? Okay, right. Yeah. I go, what do you mean? Well, why aren't you using him? Yeah. Yep. You, do you just want to check his price? Yeah, you, right. are, you, <clears throat> are you asking me just to quote it, I'm not doing the job? Yeah. Or are you asking me to do the job? Because if yep. you ask me to do the job, look, I'll come and look at it, we'll go over it. But do you mind if I call the plumber that used to work for you? Yeah, right. Why? So does that happen a lot? Do you, you get called for <coughs> quotes just to try and be Check prices. A, a tool to um, yeah, get lower prices? Yeah, all the time. And if, to be honest, and that when you start out, you, you get excited. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll quote that yeah, for you. True, you would. And you sit there and you're throwing off eight quotes a day and all they're doing is just checking prices against everyone else. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, going back to what I said <coughs> earlier on in our chat about qualifying the clients yeah also qualify the builders like people like that yeah just got to jump in here again quick guys did you know one of the great things about the interwebs if you can't make it to one of our stores don't fret we can just send our products to you no matter where you are so kick back grab a cold one and have a gander at tradetools.com and get your tools and accessories sent to your doorstep or job site always buy tools responsibly trade tools claims no responsibility for grumpy partners anyway back to the podcast so going off that, is there a process you use to try and uh, like raise your chances of landing a quote? There, there is. Well, when I when I first started doing quotes, I was very keen and eager to get out there, <clears throat> get straight to the client's house, and, and give them a price straight away. Yeah. Then once I got a little bit more comfortable, I guess in my own skin and the process, I found it worked better for me not necessarily being the first one there. Yeah. Let someone else be the first one there. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> explain their idea, explain their prices. Then when we come in, the client's already got an idea of a ballpark price from someone else. Yep. Now, whether we're higher or lower, <clears throat> that really doesn't matter, such as in where the second or third price, so we're, we're at the end of the run, so yep. we know they're really probably not going to go get any more. Yeah. Yep. Then we can start discussing on the client where we sit compared to the other price. 
yeah. not necessarily saying what is the price, yeah. but how do we compare and are we quoting apples for apples? Yeah, okay. So that plumbing roughing, is it from ground up? Is it including moving the points, uh, terming meshing, concrete cutting, redowling? Yeah, skips and stuff like that. All sorts of yep. things, yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> really itemising the quote for them so then they can turn around and say, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they don't know, how do they know that old mate's price at four grand is better than ours at four five? Yeah. When we supply a lot more. Yeah. And yeah. maybe you know, <clears throat> we may be heaps cheaper once we're supplying everything, or we may not. We may be more expensive. But yeah. th- I found that works well for us. But at least the uh, the quotes like itemise right out <laughs> for them to uh, for them to go over and. That's right, and you yeah. just <clears throat> you're actually quoting on the same same style of work, so the client yeah. understands that. The new toilet they're installing, is it, you know, a mini system cock supplied, a flex hose supplied, a cover plate supplied, or is that added on top? Yeah, right. You know, so it's yeah. just <clears throat> it's really making sure the client understands what you're offering them. Yes, okay. So what I found works well for us, or which I was a little bit nervous about when I started, was you would give them a quote for a bathroom reno or a plumbing job or, or a big job, and it, you know, it was, was 15 or 20 grand. Yep. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But you've sat down and worked out and that's what it comes to. Yeah. But you're like, oh, maybe I should make it cheaper because that's a lot of money. It's not your money. Don't worry about the price if you're not ripping them off. If that's the price, then that's the price. If you try and give them a discount, you're only underselling yourself or you're you're losing money somewhere. If they can't afford the new bathroom, that's not your problem. Yeah. They they, yeah, they, just, they they can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did one the other day where we went to a client's house, gave him a quote, chased it up, never heard back from him. Actually, I'll say the other day, it was about three months ago, and he rang me on Friday and um, said, hi, Matt, it's Chris. He came around, blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, to be honest, I don't really remember the job. Yeah. So we started speaking a bit more, and he goes, oh, look, we were going to go with you. We thought you were a little bit on the high end. So we opted for this other guy who now we've realised didn't supply this, didn't do that, has half-hearted the job and now we've got to rip it all out and start again yeah can you yeah. please come back and and give us a quote to fix it so that's a, i suppose that's a pretty big um a big thing for <laughs> clients to keep an eye on too like when when you get a quote try and make sure that everything's covered otherwise you you could end up in the hole like, uh, yeah. yeah and just just make sure that the person that you get in the quote from is legit yeah. Have a look at their Facebook. Have a look at their Instagram. Yeah, their talk to people. Yeah, you can actually uh, yeah put whack their license number in um, licensetrades.com.au yeah. and it actually comes up with the the status of, of what, licenses what they to make sure they're active and not disqualified and stuff. Yeah, and it, it's a it's a big thing. Unfortunately, obviously, we live on the Gold Coast, and I've only found a lot up here because I've started my business up here. But there's a lot of guys getting around doing dodgy work yeah, yeah you know and, yeah, and some sure. of them are licensed they're just terrible just, at what they do yeah yep. or they just in for a quick money grab absolutely um, well we've done lots of jobs where I, i've forgotten to quote something or i forgot to add something in and i've lost money on it because i still had to get all that dirt removed yeah that's right i couldn't yeah. just leave it there and go sorry i didn't quote on that move it yourself yep yep I've still had to go and lose the money and go, well, that was an expensive lesson. I hope I learned that, you know. Mm. And I guess that's a, the, pet, the, the difference between a good business and not a good business is yeah. making sure that name works, making sure that, you know, yeah. every time we leave a job, you know, the client is, is as happy and as satisfied as we can be. Yeah. And, yes, it's ideal to always make money. Yeah, of course. But sometimes I've walked away and gone, well, 
Oh, we just got out of that one. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. So is there is there a way that you, a specific way you interact with, with clients? We, um, I was a personal trainer, as I was talking about earlier on. Yeah. Um, and I came across a job, I'm working on cruise ships, and it wasn't until I was actually on the cruise ship or, <clears throat> or in London doing the training that I realised I was 100% commission-based. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, that's right. All yeah, sales. Yeah. If anything, <clears throat> what that sort of taught me is we're a service. We're in customer service. Yeah. So we have training with our boys, and a lot of the times I'll say to them, you know, when's the last time you went to a restaurant, had a meal, had a nice drink, you know, and I'll try and reiterate a time in their head that they went somewhere, and I'll say, well, you know, what do you remember? Yeah. And most of the time the guys will be like, oh, the waiter was hot or she yep. flirted with me or yep. Yep. the girls will be like, oh, there was the singing group, those Kiwi boys that sing. Now, if I, I don't know what that bar is in Broad Beach where the Kiwi boys sing all the time, yeah, I'm but sure. everyone goes there because of them. Yeah. Okay. Now, they like them, it's entertainment. Yeah. So I'd ask the guys, you know, when you went to that restaurant and had that experience, what did you eat? Can't N- remember. None of them could tell me what they ate. They just knew the experience yeah. was good. So. I really work with our boys in, in making sure the client has a good in, good experience. Yeah. You know, that the, the boots are off, we're clean, we're tidy, we don't stink, yeah. we're personable. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I try and train our boys in, in body language too. Like, people like people who are like themselves. So just try and mirror, mirror image yeah. their body language, how they act, how they speak to you. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're a, a guest in their home, I'm saying. You don't yeah. have to be right. You don't have to say, this is what's going on. Explain to their client, get them involved. Yeah. So yeah. that... The whole experience of Shoreside Plumbing was, was good. It wasn't yeah, just, cool. oh, yeah, they fixed the toilet. Yeah. Um, which I find now our, our repeat work, yeah. we've only been going for five years. Our repeat business is, is just keeps doubling and doubling and doubling. Wow, right. <laughs> because of the little things like, you know, we leave lolly bags with our business card in it yeah, to our cool. clients and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if they ask us to do something else, you know, I'll get the boys to, you know, the little old lady might want her curtain rod rehung yeah i'll get the boys to knock off clock off the job so she knows we've clocked off the job and do it for nothing yeah cool now it's taken 10 minutes yeah but that 10 minutes hasn't cost the boys anything because they're still getting paid yeah for the sure. little old lady stoked because something else got done yeah and she's going to sit there and tell everybody she knows till next christmas yeah how amazing that service was and yeah. i think that's what <clears throat> a lot of my guys when, when they start with me until we start training me is they miss that that customer service window. They think I'm a plumber, I'm here to fix your tap. What's your problem? Yeah, right They don't care about the tap. Obviously, they want it fixed, but if they're paying money, you want to make sure that they're happy with the whole service. For sure, yeah. Because, you know, let's be honest, it doesn't matter what their pay plumbing-wise, it's it's always adds up quick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice, mate. Good advice. And it is is a good feeling as a business owner when, you know, a client calls up and says, oh, look, it's... Joan here, we just had, you know, um, one of the boys from Shoreside Plumbing <laughs> Joan, come around. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was lovely, he was great, you know, whatever the case may be, we just thought we'd give you some feedback. Awesome. You know, yeah. when you get the calls like that, it's, you know, I feel sorry for my wife, like, she married me and I married the business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, but it is like that, it is, it is like a baby, so when you get those sort of feedbacks, it means you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, and as, as being a business owner, we work, we work hard to pat our boys on the back when they're doing good and try and give them that encouragement. But there's very few people going to us, oh, good job. Yeah. You've yeah. done well today. Yeah. You know, so when they, when you get that feedback from clients, you know that you, you're on the right path. Yeah, cool. Instead of just getting yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you got any um, any horror stories from jobs? I like asking <laughs> asking everyone this because you get some good stories out of it. Yeah, there's been a few, there's been a few. Um, <clears throat> I remember one that when I was an apprentice, which was pretty horrendous. We had a um, I was an apprentice down in Sydney, and there was a six inch IO going down to a clear out. Yeah. And there was a school, a primary school on top of the hill, and. This was at the bottom of the hill and the boss sent us there to there was not meant to be a problem we'll just go in there camera the line so uh, yeah, you can put yeah. the final bill in yeah yeah so it's got it's a bts it's a bolted trap screw it's round disc with screws in it yeah. <clears throat> little did we know when the landscapers were there they'd knocked the boulder down and, and blocked Locked blocked it up, it up. so uh, yeah. the whole line had Cut. been filling for about <coughs> three weeks uh. And, and that's then, from the school. And that's from the school. So <laughs> piss, shit, vomit, yeah. corn, you, you name it, it was there. I've gone down to unscrew it and I've, now I put my foot on it every single time. Yeah. But then I was apprentice, didn't know, so I got first two screws out and this thing just peeled back like a prawn set <laughs> and just sprayed straight in my mouth all oh, over my face. I was good. I was gagging for a while. That um, would have went for a while, though. <laughs> I reckon it ran for probably... 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it had, no joke, I reckon, a six six to six and a half metre spray. Like it was going out over the yeah. school fence, down onto the footpath. Good for the grass, oh, at least. It was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember when I moved up to Queensland, I um went to a block tall and I... I Never yeah. felt so sorry for this poor young girl. She would have, <laughs> she would have just started renting on probably all of eighteen, and yeah. she honestly had this big Mister Hanky block in her toilet. <laughs> so we've gone in to unblock it, but she didn't want us. She didn't really want to let us in there because she knew what she oh, what we'd yeah. look at. The look on her face when we looked in it. I oh, I just felt like saying, "This isn't yours. Surely <laughs> this this didn't come out of you." <laughs> but I didn't. I'd be very professional and yeah, just yeah. got the job done. <laughs> Shit, poor girl. Yeah, well, uh, let's start wrapping her up, mate. And I'm going to just ask you about your main tool platform and uh, what is it <coughs> and uh, why? I used to run a lot of Makeda when I was an apprentice. Mm. Um, and about four and a half years ago, I made the switch to Milwaukee. Okay, right. Um, perfectly honest, I don't know why I made the switch. I think it was just time for a new drill, so I yeah. went for a change as good as a holiday. Yep. So I start, started fighting out of the red corner. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the go tool two for tool setup would be Milwaukee now. Yeah. Um, it had, does have a vast range for plumbers. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, I've, I've just the other day picked up the new wet vac from you guys, and oh, it kicks yeah. ass. I love that little yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Um, I've got to start getting one for all the trucks now, only because. Yep. I, I, I used it and did a bit of a review on it, and I'm surprised how much I use it. Yeah, okay. Like, it really blows. Every, I gave it to one of the boys the other day, and I got to a job, and I was like, oh, where's my vac? Yeah. Oh. Is, that a, um, is that a cordless vac? <clears throat> yeah, cordless, yeah, right. uh, wet and dry vac. Yep, yep. Uh, I think it holds about five litres. Yeah, okay. It, um, yeah, it really kicks ass, so I was disappointed I didn't have it the other day, so it looks yeah. like I've got to go buy another one. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it trade deals go <laughs> Plug, plug. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well done. All right, put that script away. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right, mate. Now, rapid fire questions. Van or Ute? What do you run? I run a Ute. Yeah. Um, I've always worked out of Utes. Never worked out of a van. I would think, to me, working out of a van, I'm six four. I'd hate it. I'd, <laughs> I'd feel like a bloody baby elephant caught yeah. in the back, <laughs> um, or baby giraffe. But in saying that, now a business owner, I'm thinking the next one for the boys to get will be a van. Yeah. And purely for locking everything up, yep, and for advertising space. Ah, yeah, well they're like uh, like driving billboards, billboards. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that that's kind of my 
was my next thing is yeah. go go to the van purely so yeah, wrap it up are. in Shoreside Plumbing, right? SSP, yeah. baby. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, about your diet, mate? You're a, you're a personal trainer, so was the wrap and salad or pies and snag rolls question. Well, I would like to say a wrap and salad. Yeah. But if it was made for me, I'd go wrap and a salad. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I was going to spend money and buy it, yeah. I think I'd go a sausage roll and yeah. a pie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, mate, uh, cashies or no cashies question. Oof. Where do you stand on that? Cashies all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, excellent. Well, um, that'd just about do us, mate. Uh, be sure to uh, click that subscribe button, guys, and, and stay tuned for all the rest. And a big thanks to uh, Matty from Shoreside Plumbing. All good, Brad. Thanks for having us, bud. Cheers, mate. Bye. All right, stay tuned, guys, for the next one.